This is the Daily Signal podcast for Thursday, January 13th. I'm Mary Margaret Olihan. And I'm Doug Blair. Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is the latest in a string of leftist city mayors to institute a vaccine mandate. Starting January 15th, anyone 12 and older who wants to eat at a restaurant, go to a concert, or see a movie in the nation's capital will have to present proof of vaccination against COVID-19. Congressman Ralph Norman from South Carolina is one of 19 congressional representatives to sign a letter asking Mayor Bowser to reverse her decision. He joins the show today to discuss Congress's efforts to prevent the mandate from going into place and the consequences for the Capitol's businesses and residents if it does. But before we get to Doug's conversation with Congressman Norman, let's hit our top news stories of the day. The Labor Department said Wednesday that inflation hit a 39-year high in December. Consumer prices hit 7% as the year ended. This annual increase is the highest since 1982 when inflation was falling after peaking at 14.8% under President Jimmy Carter. COVID-19 pandemic concerns and restrictions have led to both goods and worker shortages, exacerbated by the demands of consumers who are bolstered by their stimulus checks from the government. Senior economist Sarah House told the Wall Street Journal that there is still tremendous momentum when it comes to inflation right now. While inflation is likely to peak in the next few months, the overall pace is going to remain a challenge for consumers, businesses, and policy. Despite the devastating Labor Department data, President Joe Biden said Wednesday that he is making progress on inflation. Today's report, which shows a meaningful reduction in headline inflation over last month, with gas prices and food prices falling, demonstrates that we are making progress in slowing the rate of price increases, Biden said in a statement. A new study out of California suggests that the Omicron strain of COVID-19 is far less severe than older strains of the virus, resulting in lower hospitalizations and less severe symptoms, per the New York Times. The study consisted of nearly 70,000 COVID patients in California, using electronic medical records from Kaiser Permanente of Southern California. The results of the study align with findings from other countries, including England, Scotland, and South Africa, that found Omicron was far less severe than the more lethal Delta variant. The California study found Omicron cut the risk of hospitalization in half versus Delta, and that those who needed hospital assistance stayed less time in care by around three days. The Daily Signal reported Tuesday that a tiny D.C. administrative agency has announced a policy that will likely serve as a model for government lists of Americans who object to vaccinations on religious grounds. The D.C. Pretrial Services Agency is a federal independent entity that assists D.C. court officers. The agency announced Tuesday that it will be storing the names and personal religious information of all employees who ask for religious exemptions to the vaccine mandate. The announcement doesn't explain why the list is needed, what the agency will do with this information, or why the policy is being tested in an agency with a majority black staff, the Daily Signal reported. Now stay tuned for my conversation with Congressman Ralph Norman as we discuss Washington, D.C.'s COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Conservative women, conservative feminists, it's true, we do exist. I'm Virginia Allen, and every Thursday morning on Problematic Women, Lauren Evans and I sort through the news to bring you stories and interviews that are of particular interest to conservative-leaning 
or problematic women. That is women whose views and opinions are often excluded or mocked by those on the so-called feminist left. We talk about everything from pop culture to policy and politics. Search for Problematic Women wherever you get your podcasts. Our guest today is Congressman Ralph Norman, who represents South Carolina's 5th Congressional District. Congressman, welcome to the show. Glad to be with you, Doug. Excellent. Well, I wish we could talk about a little bit of a better topic today, but unfortunately, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser recently announced that starting January 15th, you would be unable to enter into most uh, private businesses like restaurants and bars and movie theaters without presenting proof of vaccination. Um, Congressman, you and 18 other members of Congress sent a letter to D.C. Mayor Bowser asking her to revoke this vaccine mandate. Why would you do that? Well, it's a, it's a draconian overreach of government. Uh, Mayor Bowser uh, represents a budget of $17.2 billion. Uh, she has on the, the taxpayers that support that huge of a budget paid for by businesses. 30% are uh, black-owned businesses. 57% have been shut down. Uh, this, this, this coronavirus has been going on for two years now. Uh, in the cities that have been shut down and have required a uh, vaccination card, um, San Francisco, New York, Philadelphia, it hadn't worked. It hadn't reduced the spread. The fact that she would do this uh, is draconian. And it's time for us to say no. And it's time for the businesses to use this as an opportunity to say, look, we've, you know, since this started, they most revenues have been down 57%. And now's the time for the businesses to say no. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that she's doing this uh, ought to be a give people a real reason, one, to voice their opinion, and two, to vote her out of office if she doesn't uh, change her ways. Now, the District of Columbia is unique amongst some of the federal territories that it is the capital of the United States. Therefore, it has some of its responsibilities abrogated to Congress. As a congressman, does the U.S. Congress have power to stop this mandate from taking place? You know, it's, it's been so quick. Yes, we do, but we've got to get, we've got to have, we've got to agree to get together and do this. Uh, we just can't keep writing letters, which we have no response. Uh, and think of the hundreds of thousands of people that are not going to be able to visit the Capitol. Uh, they hadn't been able to do it since the coronavirus began two years ago. And now, with her doing this, where are you going to eat? Mm. Uh, where, where are you going to uh, take your family? Uh, drive to Virginia? Uh, and, you know, this is a uh, something Congress ought to get involved with. Um, we're trying to figure out what to do. But first thing you can do is let our voices be heard, mm. write the letters, and there'll be more letters coming. But judging from the lack of response that we've received from her, I doubt we'll get any. Do you feel as if there's any motivation in Congress to get something like this done to, to prevent this vaccine mandate from taking place? Well, you have Vic mixed opinions of it. Some people are strong, you know, ought to be mandated. Uh, not that many Republicans. The Democrats are pretty united on everybody getting uh, vaccinated, except when they leave their particular state that's been shut down mm. and go to Florida, as AOC and others have done, and uh, go without a mask and but no, it's um, you know I've always been of the mindset that this is a personal choice. Mm. If you've got a medical reason you don't want to get a vaccination, 
uh, you shouldn't have to do it if, if, if you've got a religious reason that you don't want to receive the vaccination. But for Mayor Bowser to require 12-year-olds and up uh, to get, you know, to have the vaccine and show the card is simply an overreach of government and shows a dictatorial um, attitude that she has. And it affects a lot of people. It affects his city. It affects the businesses. And um, it's not like the businesses are not already struggling. Mm. Now, I want to focus on that a little bit more about businesses. Do you see the consequences for the businesses as a result of this vaccine mandate as similar to maybe what we saw with the lockdowns, or do you think it could possibly be worse? It's going to be worse because it's compounded now. Mm. I mean, go to any grocery store. uh, You talk about the supply chain shortage, the ships that are at sea that can't get unloaded for whatever reason. You see the inflation that's already taking place. Look at what you're paying for gasoline. Look at what you're paying for groceries, if you can get them. Uh, And it's only going to get worse because if you notice, this administration is not taking ownership in anything. If it's not being blamed on Trump, he's talking about other issues. Yesterday, as an example, he was talking about this uh, voter uh, reform, H.R. 1, that they're trying to pass, Mm -hmm. which federalizes our elections and takes away voter ID. Uh, And he's not talking about the supply chain. But when you combine uh, the cost of goods, the fact now that you can't get them, the fact now that you're paying 60% more in gas prices uh, to, by the way, OPEC, who is made up of 15 countries that don't exactly like us, mm-hmm. like Venezuela, Iraq, and Iran, cut off all of our natural supplies, uh, it's going to be a far greater impact because not only the businesses not going to have the customers to come to and buy the, their product, but they, there's no relief in sight. The Democrats want to keep COVID alive and well for political reasons, uh, from here on out, and it's up to people like us and other conservatives to say we're not going to do that and to try to find a solution to uh, just say we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've got decisions to make here in Washington uh, as far as what we're going to do. We've got a, uh, the place we go to business. We meet Capitol Hill Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, is If you don't want to show your vaccination, whether you have one or not, to require that, we're going to have to have a choice to make, mm. and each everybody's going to have to make a, their own particular decision. Have you had the opportunity to speak with business owners or restaurant owners in the district about how they feel this vaccine mandate would affect their business? Yeah, and it's mixed. They don't want to be shut down. Mm. I mean, what little income they, they, they've had over the past two years, some have survived because they've either cut back staff. If you're a restaurant, they catered food out, mm. and you could get it in. I had a uh, breakfast this morning where it was catered in. But they don't want to be shut down and have to go through the permitting process of reopening. So what do you do? And so um, it's, it's unfair. It's really unfair for the taxpayers, for government, to mandate this when it's unconstitutional. I hope mm-hmm. the courts strike it down. And... Um, and we get some relief. But uh, this administration is doubling down. I mean, mm-hmm. they know it's unpopular in the polls. and they, they saw what happened in Virginia. They saw what happened in New Jersey, almost, uh, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, people are sick of this, these policies. They just want to get back to living their lives. And for government to say, no, you're going to – government works for us. Mm-hmm. We don't work for government. Mm-hmm. Mayor Bowser works for the taxpayers, supposedly. But we got to get back to basics with it, and we've got to um, – let our voices be heard. If the businesses in Washington, D.C., and other states, cities and states all around this country don't voice their opinion, 
then it's going to be just what happened in your home state in Portland, Oregon, mm. uh, where you have a complete loss of businesses and they leave. Mm. Uh, go to downtown Washington. It's shut down for the most part. Mm-hmm. Who's going to replace that revenue? The $17.4 billion that Mayor Bowser has in her budget, who's going to pay that? She can raise taxes, which she already has done on those making two fifty and greater. Uh, but you can only go tax the taxpayers so, so much, and they mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. The very reason California is losing 400,000 people, very reason New York City is losing the seat and losing 410,000 people, mm-hmm. uh, and it benefits a state like South Carolina. We've got low taxes. We've got good government. We've stayed open, and we've left mm-hmm. it up to the businesses to decide what's best for them, which is as it should be. So the better response then for the District of Columbia would be to follow the South Carolina model to remain open, to allow businesses to make their own decisions. They ought to be having a meet, calling a meeting with Mayor Bowser and the council every day, get a group of concerned citizens. This is their livelihood. I mean, it's not like they've been punished uh, you know, enough already. This has been a nightmare for so many of the people that are trying to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. And they're getting hit with cost increase after cost increase. There is a limit, and I'm just hoping the people, uh, the we the people, will say enough is enough. We're going to take our government back, and we're going to get involved. And that means putting your name on the line and running for office, which is I'm encouraging people to, to do who are like-minded and that, you know, the states created the federal government. Mm-hmm. Not vice versa. The the federal government didn't create the states. Mm. We got to get back to basics. Following up on something you discussed a little earlier, DC is a very popular spot for tourists to come with their families, obviously including their children. Uh, you write in the letter that Mayor Bowser has instituted quote another draconian measure against children, a group that has unfairly suffered at the hands of liberal educators and the institutions they serve throughout this pandemic. Can you discuss maybe how this vaccine mandate might negatively impact children? Well, first of all, what's what's been happening is the, the unions, the teachers' unions, have dictated the schools shut down. Uh, how that happened, I don't, I don't fully understand. Uh, the ramifications of that are a lot of, a lot of groups want to come to Washington, D.C. if mm-hmm. they're not in school. And it's going to completely shut that down, mm-hmm. particularly 12 and, and up. Uh, so you're going to stop that and stop uh, we the people seeing their capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, I've got a staffer whose first time she's visited. It's fabulous to come up here. Mm-hmm. And particularly at a young age, I take them on the floor and vote. I think it's 14 and under. And it's such a great experience. I haven't done that uh, since 2019, the end mm-hmm. of 2019. Um, but it's a uh, – family in, uh, and we we always take pictures, and had a, uh, I think she was 13 years old, we're doing a picture, and her shoulders were shaking. Mm-hmm. And I said, I asked her dad, I said, explain, what's wrong? Was she mm-hmm. nervous? She said, no, she's had, men, had anxieties. She hadn't been in school. Mm-hmm. She hadn't had the social uh, interaction in school. Mm-hmm. And so it's not only a uh, dollars and cents visiting the capital excursions, it's a what the emotional toll is taking on children. Mm-hmm. That's unfair. And for government to aid and abet that, there's no place for it. Do you see these vaccine mandates having long-term consequences on children's mental health? Oh, yeah. I think uh, it's going to be up to the parents to try to, to alleviate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell you, midterms couldn't come quick enough. 
you cannot trust these people with power. You cannot give them the reins of power. It's uh, they, they've weaponized the COVID um, uh, pandemic. They have uh, used this as a lever to punish uh, the very people that are paying their salaries. Mm. And that's the thing I hate about it the most. And hopefully, though, the ray of sunshine is, uh, as has happened in Virginia, I think it, it, it this year will put people in, in office that will make common sense decisions to let each state decide what they mm. want to do and, uh, uh, and advocate for that. Because if we don't, we lose our country. And that's such a sad thing. Mm. One of the other things you write in your letter is, quote, like the Democrat lockdowns of 2020, the latest left-wing vaccine passport fad will not prevent the virus from spreading. Some of this language obviously is targeting directly some of the left-leaning mayors of these sort of large cities. Like you mentioned, my hometown of Portland, Oregon, has had some pretty stringent restrictions in place. Have you heard anything back from Mayor Bowser's office regarding this letter and maybe the steps they're going to take? Have not. Uh, and it's like so many of this administration, they... Um, not only do they avoid the issues publicly, they don't uh, answer any type of questions. We, we've written uh, Merritt Garland about mm. the holding of the uh, January 6 uh, prisoners mm. without a trial. Uh, we had a conference this morning about the tape, uh, the videotape, releasing that. That's the public's right to know. But I doubt Mayor Bowser is going to respond. I hope she does. Mm. But regardless... The people affected the most uh, ought to be on her doorstep saying uh, enough is enough and when's it going to end and demand some answers for us. Again, she works for the taxpayers. Mm. It's up to Congress to use whatever powers we can to rein her in, um, and I hope we'll do that. Now, following up on that, I'm curious. We've been talking a little bit about some of these government officials who seem to have a problem with accountability and transparency. Why do you think – Mayor Bowser specifically will not respond to commentary. Like, why won't she respond to your your questions? Uh, I don't think she wants to. I think she's being directed, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same question I have, why won't the FDA announce, uh, give us the documents that when the vaccines were approved uh, in 108 days, why won't they give us that information? Exclude the, the proprietary information. But provide the information so that the public will have more confidence in the vaccines that they get. Mm. We hadn't heard from the well, the FDA, the court made them answer. Uh, 76 years to release information. I think we've got a thing called email. Mm. I think we can scan documents in. I don't think it takes 76 years <laughs> to, get, to get documents. But right. that's the absurdity of mm-hmm. it. Uh, and it's the arrogance of power. To not respond to a letter from elected officials, mm. whether you agree with it or not, you respond. Back up your position. That hasn't happened. And it's got it's 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 reached a boiling point, to be honest with you, with conservatives in Congress. Mm. Democrats love that. Because they uh most of them have never been in the private sector. Uh, Joe Biden has spent uh what, fifty years in the political realm where he's gotten a paycheck every uh every month. Uh, a lot of businesses can't say that. And as I mentioned earlier, the income is down 57% on most, most businesses. Mm-hmm. And it's got a ripple effect. And then when you combine everything else, there is a breaking point. I think we're at that point uh, where the businesses, with the inflation, with lack of getting goods, it's, it's either saying if we don't change it, then we'll have to leave, mm-hmm. which is good for South Carolina because we welcome the businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good for North Carolina, Georgia, the southern, southern states. 
it's not so good for the ones that are leaving. Mm. But but hopefully they'll leave their politics where they came from. A lot of people that come in to our state from other areas, they forgot the reason that they left mm. uh, and try to bring the liberal policies. But no, it's, it's time for we the people to stand up. Mm. Now, some people, to play devil's advocate, some people might argue that these vaccine mandates will make people feel safer. Um, you're sitting in a restaurant. You can trust that the person next to you has been vaccinated. And if you're somebody that has concerns about maybe sitting next to somebody who isn't vaccinated, your fears are allayed. What would you say to somebody who presents that argument? Very good question. If somebody in a restaurant, uh, and I've had them uh, in elevators and, and restaurants, says, why don't you put your... Uh, your mask on. Mm. I said, well, uh, I don't believe in mask. Uh, Fauci has been all the all of the board on whether it's they're effective or not. And you can get off and not uh, either sit beside me or you can get on another elevator. Mm. It's your choice. That's what's it. The American uh, dream was built on choice, mm. freedom. And that's what we're missing. And I have no problem with people who I see people running outside with a mask. If that mm. makes them feel uh, feel better. Knock yourself out. Mm. Put six masks on. I went to a basketball game with them. My grandson was playing. They had masks, but get this. It was dropped down it, just for the appearance of it. Mm. Now, somebody tell me, explain to me how that works. Where the mask down here, the jaw doesn't breathe. Your mouth and your nose does. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it makes them feel better, wear a mask. And f- that's that's the individual choice that people can make. It's not for government to make. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked a little bit about this briefly, but some of the consequences of vaccine mandates in cities that have already instituted them, like San Francisco, <laughs> New York, Boston, L.A., have all instituted some form or another of a vaccine mandate. Do we see any of the after effects of those vaccine mandates? The effects that I've heard, it, it doesn't has not affected the spreading of the virus, mm-hmm. Omicron or the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a physician told me, wearing a mask uh, whether it's an R95 mask uh, or the simple mask, it's like keeping mosquitoes out uh, with a barbed wire fence. It mm. doesn't work. But again, that's a personal choice. If people want to use it, uh, knock, them, knock themselves out. Use it. Mm-hmm. There was something interesting that you mentioned earlier that there was a, a bit of an interesting dynamic between the idea that you have to show your vaccine card to get into businesses and IDs, right? Voting IDs. So you tweeted recently that mandating people to show a vaccination card to eat, but not an ID to vote shows how out of touch the Democrats really are. Would you be able to elaborate on that maybe? Sure. The, the This whole HR1 or the, the, uh, the voter rights, as this administration says, is all about giving people the right to vote. Well, it's, if, if you drill down on that, and uh, bring up the one question, do you believe in photo voter ID mm-hmm. to vote? And the latest round of uh, this, what this bill will do will gut our election system. Federal, uh, total control by the federal government, illegal aliens vote, same-day voter registration, felons vote. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if, you comp- if, you, if you go off into the vaccine mandate, Again, that's a personal choice. People, I know people all over, Doug, that have had the virus, that have gotten their natural immunities. It had an effect on them, particularly the young people. Mm. And uh, why should they be forced to basically get the vaccination? And it's such hypocrisy. Mm. Look at the 1.8 million illegals that are coming across this border. 
that where's the mandate for them? Mm. The, when I went to McCallum, Texas, I've been twice. Uh, they're not getting vaccinated. They're not showing any any photo IT to get on an airplane. It took up 100 seats out of 120, and all I had was cardboard sign saying I can't speak English, and mm. um, uh, this administration is shipping them all over the country, which is so unfair of the police department. But that's who the Democrats want to vote, mm. and they want to be able to do it like we've never seen before. We if 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 this. Uh, vote voter ID. Uh, if, if the latest round of legislation that they're pushing to end the filibuster on passes, mm-hmm. we lose our country. We'll be like a Venezuela, Cuba, China. Let's talk about that filibuster a little bit more. There's been some statements from uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer about the future of the filibuster, and recently, of course, President Joe Biden also uh, stood against the filibuster in a recent speech. How does that make you feel about the future of the filibuster? Well, the hypocrites. How can you have one position when you were not in power and now just because you want to weaponize the voting system and take away our rights and do away with it? Mm. Uh, what's changed? What's changed is their thirst for power uh, trumps everything. Mm. And that's what they are trying to get. And it, I will say if, if – and I hope uh, Joe Manchin and Christian uh, Sinema will stand firm as they did on the Build Back Broke. Uh, that was they stood tall on that. They shouldn't have passed that. Mm. It's easy to spend taxpayers' money. What about offsets? What about the twenty nine trillion and counting that we're in? They were already in debt for. Mm. That's not fair to our children or grandchildren. It's not fair to people, young people like you. Um, but you know, it's a um, it's something we've got to address. And whether we do it or not, it's up to people like us to do it. Mm. And I think we will. Continuing on with that topic of maybe the government in places it shouldn't be, do you see a risk of overreaching government power when issues like vaccine mandates come up? It's already here. Mm. It's not just in uh, vaccine mandates. Look at the regulations that this government uh, has put into place. Look at the ask anybody that's trying to, particularly in Washington, D.C., get a building permit, what they have to go through. Um you know, you look at how, you know, they weaponize government to to uh, fight against the very people that are paying their salaries. Mm. You know, I mentioned the FDA not releasing the documents. It's it's ludicrous, but it's already there. And we've got to voice our opinions to the Chamber of Commerces, uh, to the conservative groups like Heritage Foundation has done a fantastic job of recruiting uh, common sense conservatives. Mm. And that's what we need to uh, – I mean, we're right. Mm-hmm. They're wrong. It's all about control and power with them. But now we got to do it systematically, mm-hmm. and we've got to take it issue by issue um, with with this voter uh, fraud that they're trying to, to perpetrate on people. We've got to show it out, but list what it, what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not voter suppression. It's just the right to vote mm-hmm. uh, is what's at stake here. Uh, One final question for you, Congressman. As somebody who is in a legislative body, the voice of the people, how should Congress specifically respond to Omicron and coronavirus as we are going through this? One, I think we need to get the therapeutics. Uh, We've been in it long enough now that we ought to have therapeutics um, to to cure it. Mm -hmm. We ought to, instead of suppress the ivermectin uh, cure for a lot of people, hydroxychloroquine cure mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Uh, we ought to have an open discussion about that mm-hmm. and not suppress that. 
Now, the big pharma may not like it because aspirin is inexpensive. Ivermectin is is inexpensive. Hydroxychloroquine. But if it works on the patient, uh, it saves a life. And if you get it early, that's why we've got to have the discussion. That's what's being shut down by government, Mm -hmm. and in particular this this administration. They're shutting down any discussion. I was one of the ones with the frontline doctors who you had an M.D., who was talking about hydroxychloroquine and the effect it has on her patients. Mm. That's all she was talking about, and we got banned. And um, I think, again, we've got to rise up and say enough is enough. And if, if, if it's effective on – if your physician says it could be effective, uh, then why not use it? So, you know, we, we've got so many things we've got to address, but it's not going to happen unless we get our voice back. Mm-hmm. But the positive news is I think we are. Uh, I think people are getting involved. Young people like you and others are uh, excited. You've seen the downside of mm-hmm. what a broken uh, government does in, in your home, home state. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing other people are seeing it. And unfortunately, we're seeing it at the nation's capital. Mm-hmm. And now it's time we can do something about it. And the conservatives will. Excellent. Congressman Ralph Norman, who represents South Carolina's 5th Congressional District. Congressman, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Daily Signal podcast. You can find the Daily Signal podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Please be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and encourage others to subscribe. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is executive produced by Virginia Allen and Kate Trinko. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. For more information, please visit DailySignal.com.